I'm Alex Neeson. And I'm Al Stanford. This is Screenshots, a live reading of your private messages read in public. And we're back on episode two of four from our March show at the Britpack Theatre. The theme this month, this inaugural month, was beginnings. So how things got started, how anti-internet helped them keep going, they tend to be a little strange. (laughs) And this time we're doing something a little bit different. So we have just one story. It's It's a good one. It's a really good one. It's it's kind of my favorite, personal favorite. (laughs) It's it's a short message encapsulated within a long story. But you'll stay with her. This is Emma Hunsinger telling the story of One Night in New York. So my story goes back to 2012, and it is a Tumblr message. Uh, I got Tumblr... A Tumblr account in 2011 at the urging of the coolest boy at school. Um, I didn't really want to do it, but I did it, so I had it. Anyway, cut to 2012. 2012 is the year that I finally consolidate in my mind that I am gay. And it was a very hard realization to come to, as I'm sure you know if you are like me. Um, but 2012 was the year, and 2012 was also the year that, um, I had a tiny little internship at a magazine. I was working in the promotions art department. I didn't really do anything but convert JPEGs to PDFs. (laughs) It was, it was a good summer gig. (laughs) Anyway, so this Tumblr message is... Um, is 10 digits. It's a phone number. It has a Minnesota area code, and it was sent to me sometime around July 10th. And how I got sent this message um, (laughs) goes a little bit further back than when I actually received it. I was in New York City for about three months. (coughs) I had this (laughs) internship, and I... um, I knew that I was going back to North Carolina to go to school in about three months. So I was like, look, the people there, the lesbians there are few and far between. So I got to do this now. I got to go to New York and I got to I got to see what it's like to be gay because God knows I am not learning in North Carolina. So I had no idea what to do. I did what anybody would do, which was Google lesbian bar NYC. (laughs) (laughs) And what you get when you Google that is a bunch of deplorable lesbian bars, places you do not go to if you are 21, have a good body, (laughs) and a good sense of humor. Um, one of the first bars that comes up is this one called Henrietta Hudson. And (laughs) if you are like me, again, you know that this is not a good place to meet somebody your own age, but somebody who's about 47 and works IT in Hoboken. (laughs) 
but I didn't know any better. I didn't know anything. And I was only 21 and I had this, I didn't know what it meant to be cool either. I would go out in like a fucking pair of Gap jean shorts with a fucking backpack on. I was like, all right, let's go see who's there. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know, and I had this naivete and this boldness that you only really have when you're, when you're that young and you're that ignorant. <laughs> and thank God I had it. So I went down to Henrietta Hudson, it's down on Hudson. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing, and I stood outside the bar. I just stood there, and I <laughs> just looked at it, and I was like, I don't want to go in. <laughs> I don't know what's going to be inside. And weirdly, I don't know why, but outside the bar, they had a merch table. <laughs> and <laughs> if you're in marketing, you know that a merch table is basically a table filled with junk that nobody wants. Junk such as pamphlets about STDs, those tiny little rubber bracelets, like a Livestrong bracelet that says like gay pride on it. And the last thing they had at this table was this uh, magazine called Go Magazine, which is a, um, uh, it's a publication for lesbians that tries its hardest. <laughs> and every summer around Pride, they release this a list called like 100 women we love and they are all lesbians <laughs> and I was standing outside this bar not wanting to go in but also wanting to go in and um, I just picked up this magazine and decided to just thumb through it right there and first I was amazed that there were 100 other lesbians that existed <laughs> <laughs> when I grew up kinetic uh, grew up in Connecticut and then went to school in North Carolina, I really didn't think that <laughs> there would be so many based <laughs> off of my experience. Um, and most of the women were, you know, uh, people who had started nonprofits for LGBTQ rights or were doing sex education. I have a vivid memory of this woman holding a giant puppet of a vagina with eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I can be gay if this is what it <laughs> turns into. But, um, but there was one girl in this list of 100 that caught my eye, and it was, um, it was a girl. Her name was MJ Corey, and she was only uh, 22 at the time. I was 21. Um, and I read her bio, and it said she went to Sarah Lawrence College, and that she was an author, and she wrote. And I laughed, and I said, people our age can't write. That can't be true. So I put the magazine in my stupid backpack. I went to the bar. I made eye contact with everybody in it, and then I left. <laughs> because it was full of moms. <laughs> But when I got home, when I got home, I took this magazine out of my backpack and I flipped back to the page with MJ Corey on it. And I did what I had been doing, Google searching. <laughs> and I Google searched her name and I found a page of her writing. And um, I read it and it was, it wasn't bad, it was good. And she was writing about 
coming out and being gay and these things that I had been experiencing and I was drawn to it. I was curious about her and her writing and her life. And then I found out she had a Tumblr and I had a Tumblr. Um, so I started looking at her Tumblr and I found out that she worked a party. She worked a party that wouldn't come up on Google um, when I had searched lesbian bar NYC. And so I was like, I have nothing to lose. I will go to this party. Um, she said, it's at Sundays at the Maritime Hotel. And so I went. I put on my backpack. I put on, <laughs> like, the coolest outfit I had, which was not cool. <laughs> it was just a T-shirt and a pair of jeans and a pair of sandals my mom told me looked pretty on me. And I walked, I walked, I walked from 34th to 19th, just being stupid with my backpack and my outfit and my not knowing anything. And I walk and I get there and there she is. She is standing at the door. She's so disinterested in everybody who is walking by. And um, this is the part of the story where I like to switch to MJ's perspective. She is sitting at the door and she is so disinterested in everybody who is walking by when suddenly this, this like lanky person just bops up in her backpack and her green jeans and says, hi! <laughs> and then shows the bounds of her ID and goes upstairs and MJ stands up and watches the girl go up the stairs and watches this girl slide her ID into her back pocket and thinks, what a curious way of moving. <laughs> and so now she has her eye on this girl, this girl who just turned up for no reason. Who is she? She hasn't seen her before. MJ works a door at a party. She has seen every fucking lesbian that comes through, but this one is new and this one is weird. <laughs> now I like to cut back to my perspective, <laughs> which is where I walk into a bar and I have no idea what to do. <laughs> and I get myself a drink because I don't realize I am cute enough to have somebody else do it for me. <laughs> and I stand there and I make eye contact with everybody. And I met these two, these two women, and I started talking to them, and I asked them what they did and uh, where they were from. And <laughs> one of them says to me, oh, I'm a dermatologist. And uh, I, being me and being clueless, like feel myself touch the back of my shirt as if to pull it up and say, hey, I've got a mole on my back. Will you look at it? <laughs> I was just, I was dumb and silly and at this party when suddenly out of nowhere this girl MJ <laughs> walks by and we look at each other again I was like that's the girl from the internet she's upstairs and then she <laughs> leaves she goes and then I'm like all right it's over I've seen everything I've made eye contact with everybody I do not know if this mole has melanoma or not <laughs> it's time to go <laughs> so I leave I leave the party, I go downstairs, I see her at the door, she's talking to somebody, and I walk, but I walk the wrong way. I, I, I start to go down the wrong staircase to exit. So I turn around and I go back, and um, she's 
she's not talking to anybody anymore. I walk. I have to walk by her again, and um, and <laughs> I as I'm walking past her and down the correct staircase, I hear her go goodbye, <laughs> and I turn around and I wave and I leave. Um, so now I am just walking around the city, sort of downloading this experience I have had, and I decide to pull out my phone. And, um, oh, that's right, I, was, I went down to the subway, I was waiting for the subway, it was one of those stations that miraculously has like LTE or 3G in it, so I could get data. And I, uh, I pull up Tumblr as I'm waiting for this, for this subway, and I see that this girl, MJ, has posted something, and it's a question. Somebody has asked her a question, that's how Tumblr works, you can, somebody can ask you a question, then you can respond and have it be posted publicly. And somebody asked her, what is your type? And um, she writes this thing about what her type is. And then beneath it, um, after she explains what she's into, she says, however, if you are the girl who was wearing <laughs> green jeans <laughs> and <laughs> And a blue t-shirt, you're fucking hot, so hit me up. <laughs> and so what do I do? I hit her up. <laughs> I send her a message from my Tumblr, and I say, Hi, my name is Emma, that was me. <laughs> I'm so dumb. <laughs> and, um, and it takes like two days, but then two days later, I get a message, and it's, just a phone number. It's her phone number. It has a Minnesota area code. <laughs> and um, and then that's what happened. And that's and we met. And we, we went back to the hotel where the party was at. We got a drink. I was nervous. I didn't know anything again. <laughs> and um, we, we, we got to know each other, and then we dated for two years. We had this crazy, tumultuous relationship, and and I think what happened was it was like it was too fateful, you know. Like this wasn't an accident. This computer-mediated uh, miracle. <laughs> um, it was like I like to think of it as like you know you only get struck by lightning once, but this wasn't just like lightning striking. This was lightning striking lightning. I thought I had spotted her. And she thought we, she had spotted me, but really, it was this like mutual, fateful thing. Anyway, that's the story, and the moral is: be dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and so the moral of the story is you should always put your ID in your back pocket. Yes. And if you don't have Tumblr, you should get Tumblr. And always wear green jeans. Yeah, so cute. (laughs) So, this was Screenshot. I'm Alex Neeson. I'm Elle Stanford. We're produced by Matt Collette. With music by Pierre Bianame. And we'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Romantic. I'm trying to think Wait, how that story ends. Her, the story yeah. ends with her like dating the girl for two, for two years. years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay.